When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Are you ready for season three of Discography? Yeah! We're jumping into the deep end of The Who. Not only will we go through every Studio Who album in great detail, but their story is often told between albums, so we'll be touching on non-album singles, the solo works of Keith Moon, John Entwistle, Roger Daltrey, and Pete Townsend, and some of the events that would make a record begin as a concept and land as something that would universally change the world. Discography returns to Consequence Podcast Network in January of 2019. Until then, be lucky. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, before we get started, uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button. You can listen on YouTube, on Spotify, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We put out interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Consequence of Sound. We'll love to keep you up to date. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest is the band Girlpool. Cleo and Harmony have just uh, completed a fantastic brand new record called What Chaos is Imaginary. And there seems to be two big themes that a lot of folks are talking about with this record. Uh, one, it's very different sounding from their previous work, and one of the reasons is because they wrote separately for the first time. The other being Cleo Tucker in the middle of a gender flow and transition, taking steroids that lowered their voice. So you actually get a very different sounding band on top of that. <laughs> so we'll get the stories behind both of those, how they influenced and affected this record, and we'll hear about some of the songs as well, like Pretty, Swamp and Bay, Hoax and Shrine and Roses. And then we'll end on an interesting sociological study about how uh, lyrics, very personal moments for an artist, are become teenagers' usernames, handles across the internet, giving them a very different context. 
Talking about the record, What Chaos is Imaginary, it's Kyle Meredith with Girlpool. Hello. Hi. Well, let me first do my congratulations for What Chaos is an Imaginary and what another fantastic record you all have done. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I know there's several stories that go along with this, with this album, and, and I'd like to hear about them too, but uh, maybe we start with the different cities because for the first time, you know, I think that's one of the things when people hear it, like it's sort of two different sounds going on here. So when, that, that has a lot to do with you all living in different cities, right? We were living in different places at some points, yeah, but not consistently. And, and I guess that's it because, you know, I don't know, it does feel like there's two styles working on this record. So if it's not exactly all of that, what would that be attributed to? Our last albums, like a lot of the songs were written together and on this one we just sort of like compiled like a collection of songs each that we have worked on like over the like past few years and we like were very familiar with each other's these songs specifically just because we kind of like witnessed them be formed uh but like weren't like writing them together so i think that the reason why it's like kind of sonically like uh, all over the place is because like it's a collection of like many different moments and like different different like periods of inspiration that we both had separately. Is it a challenge then to make it an album, a girl pull album? And I'll say that sort of italicized in that way, or is that even a concern? I mean, we thought about like how are we going to make this a cohesive piece, really? But I think that like the candidness of it being like here and there is part of the album and. At this point, we just kind of hear it like it sounds like it all belongs together because, like, we're so familiar with it. Now it represents, like, one period of time where we were, like, putting it all together. So, like, there are so many, like, things that we, like, associate these songs with now, like, when they were written, when they were arranged, when they were recorded. And now they're, like, now it feels like a family of music. And I think that, like, when we were recording, we did, like, do specific things to, like, make it sound uh make the song sound related like we kept like some similar like vocal sounds like um and effects on like our vocals to like push it through and i don't know i feel like now it does kind of flow like we feel like it does flow uh organically you know like the first time i heard it i mean it's a it is a little bit of whiplash in there but but you say with each listen it starts to feel together and i do love that about it personally just kind of how it works all the way like that it's it's quite different from anything else i'm listening to in that sense Mm, yeah and it does expand on your sound, but without getting too busy. And I think that's one of the impressive parts in that. And and I don't know if that's just by chance, but but is that a challenge as well when you're kind of putting it together like this to not construct too much on top of it as you're experimenting with new sounds? Totally. I think we both have very, like, both minimalist instincts, but then also kind of err on the side of loving when things really, like, blossom in a really, like, immersive way so it's kind of trying to strike a balance between that and you talk about minimalism uh cleo i think i read somewhere recently a quote where you said i'm so over rock music (laughs) (laughs) is that is that worth explaining um yeah i mean i don't know i think that like i just uh when we were recording this album i was already like working on songs that didn't sound like the songs that we were recording so it kind of felt like like I wasn't like inspired to like write more music that sounded like the songs that we were recording so it was kind of like oh I'm like this is a relic in time that I'm just like getting out you know Um, and I just wasn't writing songs like that I mean I still will sit down sometimes like write a song that's like 
that is rocky, but I, I've been more interested in like experimenting with like different kinds of sounds. And then Harmony, it was sung like a hoax and shrine. And, and I guess this goes back to what I was talking to, you know, to, to keep something that minimal, like what's the temptation of going, Oh, it's, it's very sparse. And this is exactly how it should be. Yeah. I feel like that song we tried, like exploring what it would be like with more instrumentation. And there's something just so, um, kind of like quiet about the song itself like what it's communicating I feel like it felt like it kind of drew away from the delicateness of it fragile a song like that yeah. almost yeah and, and pretty that's an uh, so I read that's an older song right yeah I wrote that when I was about 16 or 17 so how do you or do you do you attempt to reconnect yourself with that moment or or do you try to make it a new moment Honestly, that song is still, like, very, there's certain emotions, I feel like, in a person that are kind of, like, forever in a weird way because they're implant in your DNA. And I feel like that song comes from a really, like, genetic place for me of, like, part of who I am because it's, like, it's kind of about my childhood and growing up in L.A. and feeling, like, unbelonging and then investing in the wrong people when you would find belonging and just, like, the pain of that, you know? So it's kind of, like, something I still struggle with, honestly, like, trying to figure out who you can rely on and how to feel not isolated is really hard for, I think, everyone. We all seek family and community, but at what cost are we, like, doing that at the same time? I mean, there are certain words that I feel like are coming up with a, from a lot of artists right now, even beyond music, and, and isolation being one of those there's a big word in the title, you know, one of the songs as well. I mean, the word chaos seems like a bullseye for 2019. What does that word mean for you all right now? For me, it's kind of like the cycles that we create for ourselves that we need to find escape from, like our our inner um, patterns and like troubles that kind of repeat endlessly because we're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. I relate. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> yeah, I love that response. That was really cute. I relate, Cleo. You know, your your voice dropping. I think is the other part of this. I know a lot of people have concentrated on that too. But you know, the first time you hear it, that is something that I think all of us kind of had to get used to for a second. You know, as you take the steroids that make your voice go down, and I mean that literally gives the band a brand new sound. Like, and again, I'll ask that question, but like, what was the challenge with that? And how was it different to write like that? Or or if it was at all? Well, it's funny because like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm writing, I've been writing now and like within the past year or so, like I've been writing with it now, but a lot of the songs were written before my voice got lower. So it was more about like rearranging those songs and like reconfiguring them to like a different vocal sound. So I have a lot of demos of my songs that are, um, like, you know, the vocals are pretty much like in an octave above uh, this new recorded version. Um, so that was kind of more of like where uh, the frustration lied was not really about writing it, but like reworking the songs and like playing them in different keys. And then like actually having to having to focus on my voice hitting the notes because, you know, we've we've toured since I started taking it and um, my, my vocal register is shifting while on tour just like I, I, I tend to just like 
step back from the mic and like not sing on a lot of songs like that was like last year and stuff it was just I was feeling pretty defeated and it was like a hard tour to get through but I did get through it and like now it's definitely like I'm more comfortable with it and I'm learning more about it but when I was recording it like um, it was still shifting so it was like I actually had like the time to like take as many takes as I needed to to like really reach a note or something so it was definitely like kind of a helpful process for me to get to know my voice was to like record these songs that I already knew like what I wanted it to sound like it was just like fitting this new uh like this new voice into them which was I think helpful and then I mean just the whole thing about getting used to that that voice in your head I think has got to be you know such an uh I mean it's a unique situation I guess you know Mm. after you've been singing like that for so long yeah, there's um, I don't, there's a line in Roses, you know, create the vague you need, and I'm probably taking it out of context here, but you know, I, I think you all talk about it being a record about transition in a lot of ways. I mean, is it fair to, be, to call it an album about moving on? That's interesting. I mean, I think that it's there's really no way to really say what the album is like about because it's just it's so many songs from so many different periods of our of our life, and so I feel like like the general like thesis of the album is like a collection of many moments that I think like represent like you know us um it's kind of like us uh singing songs in like evolved and like different like bodies and minds uh from when they were written um some some of them more than others some of them were written more recently and and it's not so much of a jump but um yeah it's kind of hard to like that it's about that I mean create the vague you need is it was about like not fitting into like assigned roles or whatever you know but um I, I wouldn't say that that's like the theme of the record at all no I'm good about taking things out of context and accidentally projecting them <laughs> on so I apologize for that <laughs> well that song is about my experience with like just gender stuff I'll throw in something a bit more on the trivial side here which one of you all works the uh works your twitter I think it was just maybe- harmony Okay, so Harmony, there, this is this is one of those funny moments that I, I kind of pulled back on and thought it's so interesting, though, because you were talking about, you know, as, as now as you notice that these lyrics, these really personal moments you are, uh, that, that you all write, are becoming just like handles and, and usernames for, for these kids out there. And yeah. Like, that's, I don't know, you kind of laugh about it, but there's still something heavier to that, right? I wasn't saying it in a negative way. It's more like there's an absurdity to everything. Like, I think in general with life, if you can kind of like view things as more absurd than like punishing, that's a better perspective. But I I kind of like the polarity of like, okay, like, for example, like a Sylvia Plath poem, like this tortured poet, like very annoying, like silly, interesting point of reference, very taboo, but like she kills herself. But her poems turn into like, on Tumblr, people, like, captioning, like, Mad Girls Love Song or whatever, like, quotes from her poems. And it's, like, those things come from someone's, like, pain. But then it's also, like, about connecting to that same feeling. So it's kind of beautiful and also has this, like, funny triteness because I think of the way technology functions in our society. I think it's hilarious because it represents some type of, like, projection of self that is not real you know but i mean anything is really like equivalent to that though like nothing is completely sacred you know no i mean i'm 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 guilty uh, of that as well throughout the years of, of sort of doing that exact same thing especially online but it would have never occurred to me in that stretch it was just something that i was personally connecting to 
But then, you know, I'll I'll reuse that phrase of almost, you know, definitely taking it out of context from what that moment was when the artist wrote it and how I've just kind of yanked it right out of there. It's really interesting anyway, yeah. It's a, it's yeah, it's more like an interesting sociological like development, I think. Right. Like with the culture of usernames, like instead of like having a name, like first and last name, you have a username and it's like that alias, like that simulation, that uh, what is it, avatar of yourself? Like, what are you using to represent yourself? Where does it come from? And it's like, oh, it comes from this person's mouth or like their work. And like that work comes from this, like, I mean, everyone makes art for different reasons. So it's not like, okay, like if they use that, it's immediately like degrading to it or like anything. It's just like, what it is but it's just i don't know it just really is an interesting phenomenon that i'm fascinated by well i'll use the obvious seg here to say how much i appreciate the art that you all make and especially with this record what chaos is imaginary thank you yeah uh it's been a pleasure talking to you both thanks for taking the time today and again congratulations on this i can't wait to hear you know what comes next thanks a lot have a good one all right take care bye Bye -bye. my thanks to cleo and harmony of girlpool The new record is called What Chaos is Imaginary. Hey, don't forget, uh, before you get out of here, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you enjoyed this one, we put out interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Consequence of Sound. We'd love to keep you up to date. Of course, you can follow us along really on YouTube, on Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. After that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. You can also find some bonus episodes of this series over there. Consequenceofsound.net, that's where you go when you want to get all of your music and film news. You can find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.